You're, it's me, Good Looking Lee. This is the Thank Me Later podcast. To my right, introduce yourself. And it's y'all co-host, Noelle K. You hold the shit out of your eyes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stress it. I gotta stress the K. It's not a K, it's a K. <laughs> and it's happy. It's happy. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a guest today. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, y'all? My name is Lyrical Faith. Hey, Lyrical Faith. Oh, that was so sweet. You just want to make it known you know her. Well, listen. This is a special interview, please. Okay, cool. Well, you know, let's welcome her properly. Let's give her one of these. Thank you. Uh, thank so, you. how you doing? How's your day? My day was great. I just came from church. Um, Only do it. All the time. And last <laughs> night, I went to the Millennium Tour concert. So, still Yeah, recovering. I saw it on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I heard it was amazing. It was, it was. I yeah. wish I could have went, so I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm so mad I had to pay my studio bill. <laughs> I should definitely dispute it. <laughs> wow. You, you, know how you, you are the a hot your car. mess. You know how you swipe the card and be like, nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> Good looking, Lee. You a hot mess. That's a okay? fact. That's a fact. Okay, so... uh you know your day was fine. You f- you fr- we friends for the boogie down, right? Yes, all day, every day. Boogie Damn. down, wrong. shout out to the ex. <laughs> if it wasn't for uptown, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> wow, you must be a Brooklyn person. <laughs> Absolutely, right, definitely. That's always Brooklyn people AKA that want to start with us. Hater. Wow, always no want to start. My blood. Yeah. There's no hate in my blood. Mm-hmm. But Listen, I- that's what it's called. <laughs> that's cool. You got the two. You got the two yeah. for one special today because this is really my twin. So Jesus you. Christ, I mean, you outnumbered. So I am. Brooklyn got it back down sorry I mean once my listeners hear this they'll back me up you know what I'm saying I'm not never worried I'm never worried they don't need any Bronx haters don't influence that Mm -hmm. so 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 tell me about yourself you know what I'm saying tell me what you do and all of that so I'm a spoken word poet Mm. Uh, as you mentioned I'm from the Bronx New York Uh, I do a lot I'm an educator I'm an activist and you're an educator what you what, what do you teach uh, so I'm not a teacher. I actually work in education. So by trade, my master's is in higher education and student a affairs. Lord, and uh, <laughs> good job. And uh, thank you. And mm-hmm. um, and so my by trade, I would essentially be uh, qualified to work with college students uh, and in particular students of color on college campuses. So my focus is you can focus on black kids. Yes, I might go back to school. <laughs> yes. I might go back to school. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, I work in a uh, diversity, essentially a diversity education organization that mm-hmm. identifies talented students of color that attend public schools and um, essentially pipelines them into private school education. Oh, that's what's okay. up. Uh, what kind of activists are you? Uh, I am an activist that really focuses on um, using my words to incite knowledge and um, to incite action and inspiration in folks. Uh, I want to say that I use my poetry and I have been using my poetry to write about things that go along, go that happen around me mm-hmm. <laughs> and in my community. And mm-hmm. I really try to focus on how I can use my words to enlighten others and essentially inspire the masses and hopefully spark the mind that'll change the world. Wow. How have your communities like helped you? Um, you know, cause I know that you definitely involve yourself with the things that are around you. How have your community helped you? So I would definitely say my community plays a large role in who I am mm-hmm. and kind of how, just how I operate. Um, 
you know, I'm from the Bronx and I grew up between the Bronx and Harlem, between like school, after school programs, summer camps, work, etc. So uh, just like being around like, you know, the different populations, um, underserved, under-resourced populations, um, you know, attending public school all my life until college mm. and whatnot. Um, just really also inspiring and shaping me into the person that I, w- that I am today and the person that I continue to aspire to be. And that's why I do think it's important for me to be in the space of education where I can help touch others others lives and and where i can help aspire the next generation essentially um to empower them because i really do believe that you know the youth um they are the future and so um i want to use my my platform and my Mm -hmm. positionality to be able to um educate and to be able to um you know inspire activism as well I want to copy and paste your response just then so I can use it in interviews. Such a political (laughs) response, right? I'm going to just listen back to this and just be like, yeah, no, because I want to work here because. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're very articulate. Definitely, definitely articulate woman. And I know that you mentioned that you grew up um, in between the Bronx and Harlem. Mm -hmm. Why do people say that, though? Harlem is in Manhattan. So why, why do people just not say Manhattan? It's an uptown thing, so I want to nah, understand. Nah, because it's an uptown thing. That's why. Yeah, I exactly. Because it's Just not, like Manhattan could be anywhere. Like right. I didn't grow up in Wall Street. Like right. I like so you know. We do like say, hey, like I'm going down to like a certain area, like the village. Like people say that, okay. and that's still Manhattan. Yeah, it's the Manhattan, like, Chelsea, Lower Pierce, East Side, like Lower East Side, but, Upper West Side. So y'all, but y'all do know that it, it's Manhattan. Because I had somebody argue me that, you know, we do that know Harlem is a borough. No, no, no. Harlem is not a borough. Yeah. Harlem, though. People yeah. from Harlem <laughs> think Harlem is think a Think they're a whole other borough. That's we a fact. That. They are we from Harlem. We're not saying that. We're okay. from the X. X. Okay. We grew up in Harlem. Harlem. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, what you... All right, but you, stop yelling at me. <laughs> here she goes. She, she doesn't want to interrupt. No, She's, because they told me that basically now you can separate it and Harlem is a borough. But I was trying to do that, which... It's not gonna maybe, work. Maybe gentrification but, wants to right, do that. Right, that's what that. No ho and all that. Like, no ha, so spa ha, so ha. Ain't that a spa? Si ha, no, spa ha si is no. the the gentrified name for Spanish Harlem. Wow, si ha is the gentrified name for Central Harlem. So ha is the gentrified name for South Harlem. None right, of so those things we actually don't even exist. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> None of those things actually exist. No, it's Harlem. It's just Harlem. Being from both the Bronx and Harlem, growing up in both the Bronx and Harlem, Mm -hmm. and what you're seeking to do, which is have the children in public schools, you know, get a more private school education, right? Do you think that the public schools that you attended offered you those things, um, especially based around your talent? I would say I was very privileged to attend public schools that actually were very very good in Shout quality out to them. <laughs> um, Shout out to no talented and gifted talented and gifted yeah noelle and i went to elementary and middle school uh, well actually we didn't don't go to middle tell school together. Too much. Don't tell oh anyway we, we went to the I same school that's what i'm saying so, <laughs> oh my so i'm saying we were we were privileged to attend yeah. schools that actually really accelerated and challenged students right all public schools do not have the opportunities that we had um for the schools that we went to right um when i went to high school i went to i did go to a small high school in the bronx but it was an ib school um, interna- uh, international baccalaureate program. What? So it was. A- <laughs> so you was ready before college. You- wait, 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 wait. What, what, I hear that. What does that mean? So uh, international baccalaureate program is an internationally recognized program that essentially um, puts like it has like a set of criterion that uh, creates like a rigorous curriculum for high school students that are advanced, and so it gives them essentially like college level work like oh, in okay, high school. Okay, okay. So like when you take so there's like a set of exams that you have to take before. You you graduate and those exams are IB exams and essentially if you score 
score a certain level on those exams, you get college credit. And so you can come into college with some transferable credits. Um, In addition to that, you'll get something called an IB diploma. um, And then also there's like an international emphasis on it. So my my principal in particular, she um, felt like every student should get the opportunity to have an international experience um, at that age. And so I was afforded the opportunity to attend to go to Egypt when I was in ninth grade. Talk about it. You was in Africa, bro. Like, (laughs) girl, I was traveling your whole trip. So I definitely want you to like share like your experience, like being being there, like. So which which you went, which you went trip well, to yeah, which trip right <laughs> when you went to Egypt? Nah, like, which trip to Africa? Yeah, Come on, yeah, you right. She get she got a yeah. Your skin is glowing because you're no. so articulate. Yeah, right? You flexing right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, start no. with the trip to Egypt. Did you go see the pyramids? Yeah, so when I was in ninth grade, and honestly, like I wish I could do it all over again now that I'm older because mm-hmm. I was like 15 right when I went. Did so, you get sick? Uh, I heard you get sick. No, uh, sometimes people do get travelers like you know. Yeah, my cousin got it. She got yeah. sick. Yeah, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really get that. But maybe some, like some people on my trip definitely did. So if you're okay. not careful, um, we, we can't drink any of the water or anything like Facts. that. Um, and I, also I was very, I acknowledged I was very privileged to be able to attend at the time that I did because that was 2009. So that was before all of the social and political unrest started happening in, mm. in Egypt, which started around like 2010, 2011. And so since then, and like literally till this day, the country is in shambles. So yeah, it's like it's not safe. To it's not there, safe yeah. to to travel there. Yeah, I'm going to Egypt. I don't care. What y'all talking about? Pray for me. <laughs> yeah. okay? No, that's a Pray fact. I gotta yeah, touch those rounds. Like, yeah, say a prayer. Wait until like dive down. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're definitely you blessed for that um, opportunity. So, when did you start writing though? Like, what what made you get into poetry at all? You was trying to you was trying to woo people. That's no. why I got into poetry. <laughs> Not because I got into poetry to woo girls. I did. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that worked for you. It um, did. It did. I, <laughs> yo, I go front. It was amazing. So I would read my poems in front of the class because you know they were straight girls and. They they couldn't deny it. Like they was just like, nah, I ain't going front. So yeah, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm so serious. But you right. Yeah, I am. Um, so I, it was actually in sixth grade when I was attending tag. I had a teacher that was um she was my English teacher, but she was like an actress and she was an Alvin Ailey dancer. So she was very creative, and so she wanted to introduce a poetry unit to the class. Um, but instead of just like you know just old Zed White men, Shakespeare, Robert Frost, all those, those people that we had learned about prior to that, she introduced introduce spoken word poetry so um she showed us like um Def Jam poetry videos and like it explains yeah. us the artist spoken word and like you know kind of uh, taught us some elements that made it interactive and whatnot and that was really actually my my very first interaction with spoken word and um essentially by the end of the unit we all had to write a poem and perform it in front of the class and my poem actually like I, I surprised myself my poem was actually a hit and I I already like enjoyed reading and writing i was a bookworm growing up and i just didn't know like to what platform that would that would transpire Mm. to i just like like doing it and so when i when i started writing poetry and i was introduced to that that really stuck with me and i realized like hey you know why not keep going so i just i've been writing ever since then and you do a damn good job (laughs) how you be like memorizing like your cadences and stuff like, because spoken word is so different from writing poems. Like, you really got to yeah. be on it and yeah. then be down here with it. And, and you got to really this. feel it. Like, mm-hmm. you have to really get the message across where mm-hmm. poetry is what you make it. Like, you know, like there's a lot of that mystery to it. When you do spoken word, like, you getting right to the point. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, like, Facts. remember I'm about to do spoken word next Valentine's Day. Are you dumb? Mm-hmm. I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that there's, like, two levels or two, like, um, 
two levels to memorizing a poem. Like one is like you're, you're memorizing the poem just to remember the words, and like that's probably when you're when you're first getting used to it. And then the second layer is sort of just like when the poem is within you. So like once you kind of get that poem down, and you mind you, these are your words. So it's just like you know you're speaking your truth at the end of the day. Like the truth is always on the tip of your tongue, and it's just the fabrications that take time. So it's just like once you get that in, down and within you that is always going to be the cadence that's always going to be your truth and that's always going to be how you are um projecting that that piece out to the world so for me um you know once i do get to a place where i am very comfortable with my poem and my poem is within me um mm-hmm. it's always going to be something that like um I'm, I'm speaking out my truth to you and so like that's how i'll view it when i when i when i speak it out so do your cadences ever change when delivering the same poem <clears throat> when i'm re- when i'm really comfortable with it It'll just it'll flow naturally. Like it won't okay. even be like like if I if I get used to like a certain way in which I want it to be said right. and it's like within me now, it'll it'll automatically come out that way. I don't even think I could like, you know, switch it up if I wanted to because I kinda know like, okay, this is what <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer that too? Like 'cause I've seen some of the same, you know, like just having experience performing with you. Like, yeah. I've heard you do it differently sometimes, and then mm-hmm. I know when, the, okay, this is what it is, and I'm doing it with you, like, because mm-hmm. I know the feeling behind it. So I think you have a little bit of both. I think it also can be the environment that mm-hmm. we're in, what's around true, us, yeah. even how we got there, if we in a rush, if we in a, you know, like, we got two <laughs> shows, and we, you know, we got to be right, on the move. Right. So I think that all plays a part, but I definitely know, like, signature spoken word pieces that you have where you're like I know what to expect from it you right know what, well, you know what y'all remind me of when y'all perform together um I don't remember their names I don't remember their names but uh, it's, it's two battle rappers they uh they spit together oh I'm, I, I don't, don't understand spit, though but, but I'm saying I don't understand how I'm blanking on their name like I watch these battles but you know people are starting to do it more often now where like you know, a, a a rapper will spit a, a hot sixteen, and then mm-hmm. the other one will come in right after that. Like you'll bust like a note or two, and then she'll come in. Well, I'm like, oh, they want to be a, a band now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy how it works so perfectly between us, just with our lives being aligned, and then like mm. what I do, me singing, and like my messages that I want to get across, or the feeling I want to portray mm-hmm. in my music, and then you and us coming together and making like dope pieces. And right. It's like dope. it's crazy how life works because like who would have thought who in thought? 2005 Facts. or like what 2004, 2004 2004 we would be like we'd be like this in 2019. Right. And, and <laughs> traveling and you know trying to move people Mm -hmm. and and you know get through and have a purpose so like do you know that like spoken word is your purpose like that's your driving force or i definitely would say i do know that like god put these words in me Mm -hmm. to be able to share that out to the world i do feel like you know whatever it is that he has gifted me with um like i'm gonna always acknowledge that i'm i'm here to use god's gifts that he gave me Mm -hmm. um and so that that really is like one of my purposes because I feel like it's bringing me closer to like the lives that I know God put me here to to be able to touch. Yeah, that's, that's deep. That is. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, nah, matter of fact, I'm not even gonna say that. Never mind. Never mind. It ain't bad. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> so then you should have said it if it was good. It ain't bad. I just I, you just want to cause some trouble. Hey. I wasn't gonna say nothing bad. I was gonna tell you that you know I'm I'm a firm yeah because now I got something to prove. I'm gonna I was gonna tell you that I'm a firm believer that you know God may have put this on your heart. I just believe that God is a black woman. So there's that. Okay, <laughs> that's all I was oh, gonna yeah. say. See, 
Yeah, yeah. Sarah so, can definitely be a woman, but you know that's such a controversial topic that's kind of coming about. You know, surfacing. Is it controversial? Um. Well, when you look at the facts, no. But you know, we don't always live by truth and stuff like that. Like you know, I think as millennials, they now were, that we are, they might older, not be a truth. We know though. that everybody's truth is different. Might not be everybody's a truth. truth is different. Mm. But I mean. Mm, let me snap for myself. Look at you. Nah, but, you know what I want to ask you though, for real. Um, is it like can you freestyle a poem? Is that a thing? Mm. And look at her face. <laughs> nah, that's not no. nah? nothing I've heard of. Um, I mean, maybe <laughs> no, somebody might somebody might that's what that try is. to do that, but it's not like you mean like how like a rapper would freestyle like right. a battle rap. So I've well, basically, essentially, yes, just like that. But I've I've seen it as to where at spoken word. Uh, Open showcases okay people will tell me like nah I just go up there and, and you know I, i'll probably take a few minutes before i go up there and i'll just assess what people want to hear i don't know how they do that <laughs> mm-hmm. and they said that they just deliver but okay. you know it so, also could be lying right they also could be in a different pocket of you know they can be into music too like they could be a rapper uh-huh. or, or a lyricist of some sort to where that kind of works because i mean a lot of people who do music started writing poetry so mm, that could be a I wish part of it too worked. i don't think that's like a thing for <laughs> spoken word artists so no mm-hmm. it's not a thing i, I don't really think so i can understand like <laughs> i can understand assessing the crowd right because i do that so like i'll like I'm, I'm to the point now where like i'll go like somebody will invite me to an event and they'll mm-hmm. be like hey you know this is what's gonna what is gonna be you know and then i'll get there and then i still haven't decided which pieces i'm gonna do yet mm-hmm. i have like a, an idea in mind but like once you kind of get there and read the vibe Vibes of the crowd right. in the room, you're like, nah, I think this piece is gonna fit better with them. Uh, and then I decide, like, on the spot, like, all right, I'm gonna do that one. But okay. in terms of like just coming up with something on the spot or like just talking as you go to like make a poem that <laughs> that you feel like people will feel, that's a little bit different because I, I feel like I truly believe, like, you know, my words, like, they take time. Like, I have mm-hmm. to like handcraft, you know, my pieces when I write them and I put a lot of thought into them. And so, like, I want that thought to be like, you know, exemplified mm-hmm. when I am sharing that. How long does it take to write a good piece? Ooh, it could honestly, and and people people might might think I'm gassing it sometimes when I say this, but I've taken anywhere from like one day to finish a piece mm-hmm. to like several years because I just couldn't like. So, for example, I have a poem that I wrote about my nephew, right? Um, and like it's really it's it's pretty much it's a sentimental piece right but when I first started writing the piece um I didn't necessarily because it was just so like kind of you know sentimental I didn't have the words to like continue on with what I was trying to say and so honestly I just had to let it sit and then like a couple of years later like you know I would revisit it go back to it and then finally there was like this day I was actually on a plane um I think I was either going to India or coming back from India and I actually was able to like finish the piece (laughs) (laughs) I was like slide it in there (laughs) (laughs) not even not even the case I'm saying like planes actually give you like a a good time mind space to write pieces in the air Um, you know we is on so that's just we won that, yeah. That, yeah. What's your song? We're Aquarius. We were born on the same right. We're, we're Aquarius. Right, right. Every time your name come up, you say that, and I yes. don't know why. At my fault. My you twin, were, you heard? Uh, <laughs> she was really excited to say that, and I'm happy she got it off. I'm so happy that she got <laughs> it off. You're just a hater. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your poem. 
So yeah, I mean, it it gave, it gave me the right headspace to be able to finish the the piece, and so, okay. um, but sometimes pieces could take like a couple of on average they could take like a couple of weeks, or um, once again, if I'm not in the same type of mood or the right mood to to write something, it could take a couple of months. But mm. at the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna keep revisiting it, it until I get it out. Mm. Okay, so you know, like I want to ask you, what's so special about you? Like, what do you bring to spoken word? But do you think that that's a thing? Do you think that people are actually doing something different or we're just doing what's being done in a way that people gravitate to? Mm, that's a good question. Because I feel like everybody, we all do the same stuff. Like, everybody has a podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm. people gravitate to me. But then then that's that's something you ask yourself Like okay what makes my podcast special So that people grab to me Because everyone can have a podcast But it doesn't mean everyone's podcast is good So Yeah but like I don't don't know that Well yeah maybe I need to sit with it Because I don't know that Whatever they gravitate into is new It's just maybe they're not used to seeing it in a package The package that I am Well that (laughs) You know what I'm saying That's a good question But I even think to even be more specific, like some of the things that you um, speak about in your spoken word, like, you know, a lot of controversial topics like gentrification, racism and things like that. Like they're very touchy mm-hmm. things. But like you get to the point of, you know, your people, people in general being oppressed people in some sort of way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, given the history, given what's going on and like, you know, social, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on right now in current events like around you. But do you think it's like a. It's like a broken, not a broken record, but like a a, a thing to just kind of get the word out to people. Or like, should we do something different with like the message to get people to actually start doing something about what's going on and making change rather than just talking about like why we're victims to it? In terms of like, you know, providing people with like tangible... Yeah, like, like a lot of times like in spoken word, people talk about like, okay, um, you know, there's racism going on, gentrification, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know that, but like, what are we gonna do about it? Like, where is the where are the poems of like telling us what we're gonna do? You think we stuck than, in in complaining? Yeah, like we're stuck in like, and I mm. think that is kind of relating to your question. Like, what makes us different? Like, what are we gonna do differently? Doing the same thing? Like, we're all talking about it. We're all aware about it. But like, what are we gonna do to get it started? Like, where? Wh- how are we gonna make the changes? Mm. Well, you're putting a lot of pressure on her. I'm Hold not. On. I just want to know. <laughs> you know, Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry. I do think that there are different levels and different layers to how people express themselves, yeah. right? And so, like, you know, in spoken word in particular, like, sometimes, like, people just need a, a platform to, like, get those those feelings out, right? Like, mm-hmm. art um, has always been a part of our culture. It's always been a part of our history, like, from back, dating back to, like, times when, like, you know, there were enslaved people on this land and they had to, like, use, like, you know, make sounds with parts of their bodies to, like, pass messages yeah. to others, other enslaved people. Yeah. So that they could like not have slave masters oversee that right so mm-hmm. it's just like you know over time right Harlem Renaissance like yep. you know <laughs> things happening within our community like people forcing us to to migrate to a certain place and it's just like you know we're all in this area we're gonna make the best of it let's talk about it let's create beautiful amazing art from it so it's just like there are so many ways in which like you know art has just been a platform to to have creative expression within our people and it's important that that like tradition that doesn't that doesn't die out right and it yeah. continues to be that that outlet for us right so it's just like I don't view it as 
complaining necessarily because it's just like we do need that space to be able to because no matter what like even if we are preaching to the choir and you know there are folks out there that are just like okay I get it you know it's racism okay I get it we, we, we get in gentrified communities blah 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 there's at least one person in that crowd that's just like you know I never thought about it like that I'm right really right so that's what I'm wanted you to get to like are we in the phase of just asking or not even asking telling what's going on talking about it bringing awareness because just like a kid you got to tell them stop doing this the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again because it's something that they're used to doing mm-hmm. so are we in the phase of just being more open and speaking about it to be aware to then get to that revolutionary part of doing change or do you think it's kind of like going to be stagnant and just a place to say let me express myself about what's going on. No, I mean, I think we're in a place of both, right? Because okay. some of the people who have the words don't necessarily have the resources mm-hmm. or, or the application to make things happen. And okay. some people who have the resources and the application don't necessarily have the words. Okay. So it's like we need each other to balance each other off and to That's talk about fact. the things that are happening and to do, do the things that we're talking about. Okay. So, and then some people can do both. Do both, right. All right. I hear that. You just spit bars. <laughs> did, did we? She no, just, no, yeah, she definitely did. She I did thought the, she was a she rapper had the real fast. Like, <laughs> the hand moving, she was back and forth with it. Hey, hey, hey. She was rapping. Hey. I'm like, oh, nah, she switched it up. <laughs> Do you ever get, though, like, um, weary about, like, pushing those... Um, those topics because they're so controversial like a lot of times society wants to keep it on the hush so do you ever fear like you know being stopped getting you know with the messages that you're you're talking about I mean to be honest I've gotten uh you know a, a variance of reactions to, okay. to pieces that I've performed before Interesting. depending on like the audience and people I perform for etc like there, there there was one event that I performed a particular poem at um that like there was like a white woman in the crowd who dead got up walked out and said like I probably went to more college than all of you in there and like you know it was just like you know she was like she was like she was like forget what that's that poet said or whatever something like that Proving whatever my point because though, right? she, she got like <laughs> You, offended I at like one of my most inspirational <laughs> <laughs> one of my, granted I wasn't around to hear it somebody else heard it and they told me mm. afterwards but um, you know that to the point where like you know I did a piece about being a black girl and um, there was a white one, woman in the audience she came to me afterwards like she was like I'm not black but I really felt what she was talking about <laughs> and like yeah. so it's just like really yeah I mean <laughs> hey so but you really feel it no yeah. right She's, she can just be no, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. just, just impacted right and so like I've gotten a, a variance of responses so I just think that like you know for sure you know I, I what people have to understand is like when you book lyrical faith poetry you're booking a certain type of poem you're, okay. you're, booking, <laughs> you're booking a certain repertoire talk about it queen so, and what is that <laughs> let us know well, I'm saying you're you're booking like a certain repertoire of pieces that speak about certain issues. Mm-hmm. So it's just like if you don't want certain issues to be touched on or or highlighted in some way, then find a different poet because I'm clearly not the the right fit for your event, right? But if you do want those things to be highlighted or talked yes, about in some way, even if you don't want to continue and they the conversation, can't control the audience all the time and right. the, and the masses that they're reaching out to to get them to support their events. So that's just that's just a divine moment happening and mm-hmm. showing you truth. Like it's showing mm-hmm. is a light in that dark. Darkness of, of those moments. And then there's, you know, darkness in that light. Just like we saying, do you really understand what I'm saying? Like, will you ever really feel me, white girl, about, you know, my struggle as a black woman? Look, that's don't. exactly like, how these poets be. That's exactly how they be. <laughs> I listen, mean, <laughs> listen, vanilla chocolate, but, will you ever feel me? But it's no, like, I appreciate you empathizing with my struggle and understanding me because everybody should have that understanding, mm-hmm. even though you will never truly 
feel it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's supposed to happen that way, honestly. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Wow. Noelle must be spoken word artist, too. And spoken word artist. You must be a She's spoken a creative. We creative. I'm a creative, but I was a poet <laughs> oh, once in my life. Me too. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. Um, you ain't told me that. Shout out to my daddy. I used to write poetry with my dad shout all out to dad. Yeah, the big time. Up to pops. So, that's how my he music started. Right like, that's a fact. Now, he's definitely enjoying this moment. Yeah. This, <laughs> hey. No, no shade to you, Lee, though, but yeah. No, that's just what I do. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. You bring I it lend, together. I, I, I lend the platform out okay. so that people can come together. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> this is what I do. But it's all right because, you know, you seem no okay, so. <laughs> She couldn't wait to put that out there. <laughs> you, you, I am. I, I am. I am. I tell people that all the time. Um, I'm also team lyrical faith. Uh, I appreciate that. You have a poem that caught my eye. Uh, it was about Sir Kanye West. And <laughs> <laughs> it was about Donda's little That's baby. That's one of my faves, though, It honestly. was about Donda's little baby. It, it is my favorite from you. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Is is? Do you have a favorite poem of your own? Uh yeah, actually. Um, so I do have a favorite poem. It's, it's actually a piece that I wrote. It's after a poet named Carvin's Lassant, and it's called "Tell Them." Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's a list of things uh, that I want you to remember me by after I pass away. Mm. All right, tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what you want me to remember you by? I don't. I don't want to think about you dying or nothing. Spit but a like, bit, what's 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 the leg? What's the legacy you trying to leave and all that? <laughs> give us, give us a little, tell me a little, give song. Us a little bit. No, 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 not even. It, it just more so, like, just in in your thoughts of like thinking about like how you want your legacy to be impacted here on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you know I feel like comes to to all of our minds, you know, every once in a while, right? And so, um, the poet Carvin's Lassant, like I mentioned, who, who actually created the original piece of, um for this. When I when I heard it, I was just very deeply touched because I was just like, you know, wow, like that's something that, you know, I think about, too. And so how can I take those experiences or that like notion and like turn it into my own experiences and like, you know, how I want folks to to think about like who Lyrical Faith was before she she left this. Earth. You going to spit a little bit fast oh. or, or no? I don't think she going to do it. I, I think she do it for the it I ain't going to do it. <laughs> she was born I, I on February actually... 9th. She ain't scared. Nah, I'm not nah, scared. She's not gonna do it. So what's up? She's I, not gonna do it. No, I listen. If you want to see that piece, actually, you can um, <laughs> forward, forward to. Oh, oh gosh, I like you that. You can actually um go on my YouTube page, right? Oh um, my goodness, she curves you. <laughs> she it's, curved it's lyrical me. faith, but um, I mean, I know Lee did bring up my Kanye poem. Yes. Which, um, okay. I which is one of my newer pieces. Actually, before before you get into that, I know you want to spit something before you leave. But uh, how did you get your name? Mm. Lyrical faith. So that is actually a double entendre, right? I came it. I came up with it when I was in college. Um, essentially, I wanted to. When I was in college, I was part of the po- the poetry program called Verbal Blend. And so that program is essentially the director of the program. He is my mentor still to this day, Cedric T. Bolton. He essentially gave me, like, a lot of the confidence in the platform um, and kind of, like, helped me co- to cultivate the poetry community that I um, that existed on, college, on the college campus that I was a part of. And so... Um, at that time, a lot of my poetry friends, they had, like, stage names and whatnot. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, what that means for me as an artist who was still growing into myself and wanted to sort of create something that gave me, like, my stage presence. And so I came up with Lyrical Faith because Faith, one, being um, the actual translation of my name in Swahili. Imani yes. is Swahili for Faith. 
And um, two, uh, how faith has brought me a mighty long way and still is bringing me a mighty long way um, and how being a woman of faith and how God has sort of impacted and shaped and crafted me um, to to divinely be in this moment where I am able to have the opportunity to share my words um, with you all. And then lyrical, because a lot of a lot of what I write and a lot of what I do is really highly inspired by music. I love hip hop music. Um, Kanye is and you know even despite a lot of things going on right now um still is my favorite rapper and always was actually growing up and so i was telling people that that was my dad like <laughs> i'm from marcy like i was been supposed to be like nah jay-z's my father but wow. i was telling people like kanye's my dad like kanye came out kanye dropped at a point in time where i wasn't even sure it was okay to be myself because i just was so different even from like what you listen to like Kanye made it cool at least for me to be open and be like yeah well I mean I listen to like Coldplay you know what I'm saying mm. but like the kids that I was they wasn't jacking that they wasn't they was not with that at all like what who you listen to mm-hmm. change it change it like that was never cool you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. so when when Kanye said uh you had the pink polo. No, I had the pink polo. I thought I was Kanye on I Love Kanye. I felt that because I, I did. I mm-hmm. thought I was Kanye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, he's always been somebody who has spoken out against the grain. Like, you know, somebody who said the thing that, like, you was thinking but probably just wasn't going to yeah, really wasn't say. And always been, like, somebody who just wasn't scared to be different. And, like, that's, like, even still to this day, like, not scared to be different. So it's just, like, that's something that, like, us, despite anything else, right, like, I always had to respect because, first and foremost, Kanye was like, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to claim it. I am the greatest rapper alive, right? Whether or not, like, you know, Billboard said that or right. the Grammy said that or, you know, the magazine the said that, am. right? Like, I am the best rapper alive. And if you don't claim that and you don't believe that for yourself, then who's going to believe that for mm-hmm. you like you got to believe it yourself first and like because he did that right you know now you're getting people want to call it cockiness but it's not cockiness it's, it's confidence man the best thing sir west ever said was people wanted to know what i would do if i didn't win this award i guess we'll never know that was the best thing i ever heard the man say no Drop i'm like it was top five it was top five i miss that kanye but um do you do you think black people have a culture? Do we have a culture? Of course. Why would what, we have a culture? What does our culture consist of? And you know why I ask you because mm. I've had I've had people tell me that one we tend to over exaggerate what our culture uh, is made up of, and two I've had other people say that us having a culture as black people is a form of segregation. But how how would it be a form of segregation? Because they said that we're separating ourselves from everybody else. Now, of course, Who is everybody of, else of <laughs> the the caucasity in the world. What you saying? Like, nah. Of course, nah. of course, it was it was a white person that said that. But it was just like I, one. I don't even trust what you're saying. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna use this as a prompt to ask somebody else who I know. Like I just like I've never asked you this, but I know that uh-huh. you know we have a culture. Absolutely. Um, so actually, there was a T-shirt that I saw um, that says "Black Culture Inspires the World." I believe and that. So, <clears throat> and I believe that as well because us as a people, like I said, our history, our resilience, our grit, our tenacity—it has been so strong 
and just so like you know forceful throughout time um the things that like our people have made it through and still are making it through till this day right despite despite all odds right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like that is what builds right and then all the things that like you know were entrenched within that whether it was like whatever foods came out of that whatever style of music came out of that like (laughs) hip-hop like births like in like you know like a bunch of poor kids from the south bronx or from the bronx rather actually um around the park in the area not too far actually across the street from where i grew up at in the bronx um and just like whether it was the music, the food, yeah, Hip Hop Boulevard, right? Yeah, um, Cedar Park, Cedric yeah, Avenue, Cedric. yeah, fifteen twenty. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember when, cause when I was in college, like, um, Cool Herc came to my school and he essentially gave us like a. I will never forget this day. He came, he came and he gave a talk and he gave it was him in common and they gave a a, a rundown essentially of like how hip hop started. And he was talking about he lived in fifteen twenty Cedric, Jam Master J lived in that building, um, Africa Bambada, like you know, essentially like kind of saying like how that it played time. out. Like all of these yeah. legends dead ass lived in the same that's perimeter. Not- like you don't hear that anymore. <laughs> you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's how it started. started. Like Busta went started. to school with Biggie yeah. and somebody else. Oh really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, it's wait, wait, the wait. same yeah, thing as like how yeah. everybody's mutually connected and. You but know, you don't hear that anymore because we like, be fiending to separate thing. ourselves. We be fiending yeah. to hide the keys. Like, put niggas on, <laughs> or be man. Crabs up. In a like, it's, it don't yeah, make no sense. I don't to be, be understanding up. that. I don't it get don't. it. Look, it's no. the first time a person from Brooklyn and two people from the Bronx agreed this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though. It's so but I even see like even between the three people in the room like. The people you know, lyrical, um, you know, Lee and me, like we we're not clicked up people. And I feel like even the platforms that we have ourselves, how we how we work so hard to help ourselves, it always sheds off to others. Like mm-hmm. it, no matter what, like it's, it's it doesn't even have to be intentional all the time. It's mm-hmm. just the overall. It's very goal intentional with me. and the purpose. Like, but I think that sometimes when when we say like when you stand in your purpose, it's like this was given to me. Like I was mm-hmm. I was born with this. So it's like. Sometimes when I move, like, it's, like, so unintentional that that's what I'm trying to do because I'm so focused on the fact that I'm standing in this and I was born to do this anyway. Absolutely. Your eyes are on the prize. Yeah. Like, keep going. So it's, like, you don't have to force anything or, like, you know. But I definitely agree with, you know, what you're thinking about and how you, you know, feel it's intentional. It definitely has that. No, for me, it is. I intentionally help other people. I've always seen something in other people that I didn't see in myself. So I'll I'll go harder for other people than I would for myself because for a very long time, I thought I didn't have that quality that others had. Mm. So it was very intentional for me to put other people on a a platform or a level of life where they could shine. Mm. I didn't think I had it. Now that I know I got it, you niggas is in trouble. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be some trouble, trouble. Right. It's over. You know what I'm saying? But I still I still very much wanna help you. Like I believe in putting my yeah. people in position. I believe in keeping it in the home team. You know what I'm saying? I go hard for the home team. Even though, you know, it, it people don't always deserve that. But mm-hmm. that's who I am. That's right. it. Even yeah, when the home team I'm... don't go hard for you. That's yeah, so I gotta I gotta do it. You still know what I'm saying? Gotta do it. You your own home team though, it starts with you. It definitely mm-hmm. starts with you. That's a fact. Beat on your chest, ape. How do your, this, you know, your sorority in, from Harlem and then your sorors in the Greek life, you know, mm-hmm. like, support you and, like, see you as 
lyrical faith. Yeah, so um, I definitely would say so. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout uh, out to them. Yes. I came over at Syracuse University when I was in college my senior year. And so I do definitely would say, and right now I'm a member of North Manhattan Alumni Chapter, so I'm still an active member of my organization and serving my community here in New York City. And I will say that a lot of my support um, has come from uh, my network within, like, Greek life, whether it is That's my dope. sorority sisters or, um, you know, just other Greeks that I have met throughout my, my time in Greek yeah. life and who have, like, reached out to me because they, you know, follow me on social media and they see the things that I'm doing. And they're like, hey, we're having this event. Can you come, you know, can you be at this event? Can you um, perform here? Um, different chapters of my organization have brought me to different schools, like, um, to perform at their events so I was just at like the U.S. Military Academy at West Point a couple of weeks ago doing a show oh they have an amazing lacrosse team oh really yeah oh nice I believe it's West Point yeah oh wow okay so I was there um you know I was just at um uh I've performed at NYU before I performed uh, up at Syracuse before I performed at City College my sores um there have brought me there that was one of my favorite shows that was the sickest when the old women's event, when the guys like did the dinner for the women, that was so dope. Oh, uh, yeah, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity yes, Incorporated at City College. They definitely yeah. brought um, Noel K and I there to to do a, a women's uh, mm-hmm. empowerment event, and then my sorors uh, at City College Epsilon Twelve Chapter. They also brought Noel K and I there to do a, a performance for their annual scholarship dinner. So different, different, different avenues, different support systems that I've had um, throughout my time within my Greek life. Do y'all recognize uh, the? They're not they're not sororities, but I don't even know what to call them. They non <laughs> they non Greek, but like it's like a group. I don't know what you call it, but like the academic what you call it, the chapters, the academic chapter joints. They non Greek. Well, what's, what's one of the names? What are yo? Like, don't give me the lie. I'm in that joint too, but you know, things, life is crazy. Honest society, it's a, it's, what's good? Yeah, that the honest society. The, oh, like five beta kappa, five beta kappa, five beta kappa. That I'm I'm actually one of those. Do y'all recognize those? Because I will never be telling people. Because I'll be like, nah, I think I think. <laughs> well, if you're Phi Beta Kappa, actually, that's a very high honor because it I was am. like, yeah, so that's that's a very high honor. I was actually um, going to get it tatted, but, you know, I, again, I think we're not oh, supposed to be telling no, people no. that we do that. <laughs> I, For real. Uh, no, but it's it's not. So it's different. So there's different councils, right? So um, so I am under the National Panhellenic, or, uh, National Panhellenic Council, which is otherwise known as the NPHC. And so um, we are the Divine Nine organizations that um, are specifically the historically African-American or Facts. the historically yeah, black, yeah. you know, Greek life organizations. Um, so the there's only nine organizations within my council, yeah. right? So it's Alpha Phi Alpha, it's um, Alpha Kappa Alpha, it's Kappa Alpha Psi, it's Omega Psi Phi, it's Phi Beta Sigma, it's of course my organization, um, it's um, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho, Iota Phi Theta. So they... Um, we we recognize each other, of course, um, within like our, you know, under our umbrella. And there are other councils of other Greek organizations. So like that would be. But they like, real. The though. Okay. I thought it was yeah. like a bootleg oh, type thing. Okay. That's how it works. I thought okay, it was cool. a bootleg type thing. Like they were just trying to make us feel good. Like, oh, y'all did y'all work. No, 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 no. We're just, we're, just, we're just separately affiliated in terms okay, of like, cool. yeah, our okay. association. Okay, so there's different Oh, I'm lit for real. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Congrats to you yeah, both, good job. actually. Oh, I've always wanted to pledge and be um, a sore and I did not get a chance to do that so you know it's all yeah, good yeah, yeah. We, we here together we just watched Stump the Yard later it's fine yeah that's fine yeah. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. y'all yeah. 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 Step nah, on um, the yard you heard facts uh, I can't do it so, <laughs> sorry so am I up? embarrassing you yeah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no well, calm. You look what you I'm just so home. excited <laughs> 
So what's up with this uh this poem that you got for me? I know you got something for me. Oh, of course. Uh, so I mean, we we did talk a little bit about Kanye. Um, it is one of my newer pieces, actually, and um, I mean. I wouldn't mind sharing it with you. You should. Uh, so I'll only do it under one condition. What? <laughs> How you gonna come in here? There's some rules. That's <laughs> like, good. Regulations. Yeah, what's uh, if my sis Noel K can record me oh, okay. so that cool. I can I, I can have some content on my YouTube yes, page. That's a fact. Um, oh, all right. That's fine. Okay, cool. There we go. All right. <clears throat> so um this is a piece that I wrote um, because similar to what we were mentioning earlier, I too miss the old Kanye. Um, so this is a piece that I wrote in honor of his first album. An ode to college dropout. In 2004, there were five unforgettable things that happened in this country. One, Mark Zuckerberg launched Facebook. Two, the third generation iPod was released. Three. Justin Timberlake literally had Janet Jackson naked by the end of this song. Four. George Bush was re-elected president, which we know now wasn't the worst presidency <laughs> we could have experienced. And since him and Michelle became friends, perhaps he does care about some black people. And five, Kanye West dropped his first studio album. The fifth track on the playlist was I'll Fly Away. And although we didn't quite get to the cover with the bear and the spaceship, my mind was already in another galaxy by the time those bars seeped through my foam-covered headphones. The song Spaceship reminded us of the struggle, reminded us that even if we work a crap job and got a hustle, at least we have a backbone and imagination to free us from our trouble while at the same time remembering that we ain't built to forget where we've been, ain't built to allow another to take power over our limbs. So if my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him I never really had all that confidence at the time but Ye's words incited so much knowledge and although it be another 8 years until I went off to college those bars stung to the inside of my eardrums they seeped through my mental back streets they crawled their way into my bloodstream and pulled on the strings that made my heart beat and to be honest the start beat of workout plan will probably be the chords I tell the violinist at my 26th birthday to span because I won't care what people say once I make it past 25 because the truth is, yay, you gave us that line to recite once we realize the joke be on them and we are still alive. And I believe, I believe your words be still alive. And I know, I know a lot has happened since then. Mm. You've made public apologies after offending a lot of people who have defended your work in the day, the day I saw you in a red hat, I wondered what right there could drive a same man berserk. At times, I know God must console your mom to give her afterlife support. But now I wonder if you walk through the valley of the shy where death lives as a view from the top floor alone still leave you breathless. I wonder, are you still self-conscious? Because lately... 
You've been greatly switching up your promise to never let us down. It seems, it seems I lost my school spirit when Malcolm West was no longer around. When, when it seemed like you did stunts because you needed to front. I wondered what part of black history you were making every day. And if you think we still need the month, yay. Riddle me this. When a black kid from Chicago drops out of college and no one's around to see him, does he even make a sound? Does someone tap him on his shoulder and remind him that if he has fate one day, he touched the sky and graduate, or do we stand by and let him all fall down? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. You think it's dumb? <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was fire. <laughs> that was fire. That was fire. That was Appreciate awesome. you. You're beautiful. How y'all gonna oh, let Lyrical beautiful. come on my show and spit better bars than never mind. Never mind. I still gotta do the show. <laughs> no, nah, that was fire. Yeah, that behave was fire. yourself. I can't stand you. That's fire. I just, I just be talking shit. I just be Watch talking Watch that back. Shit. Watch that back. Let me know if I got some skills. I'll just be talking I got shit. You. I got you. <laughs> nah, uh, I appreciate you coming through to come. Kick it with us. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Tell people where they can find you and your work. Absolutely. So you can find me. I am on Instagram and Facebook at Lyrical Faith Poetry. So that's L Y R I C A L F A I T H Poetry, and you can find that on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook, and you can find it on YouTube as well. And look out for the website and the book because they are. Coming, I hear soon, that, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, cool. Uh, that's what's up. I'm proud of you. It's, it's been amazing talking to you. Uh, y'all know what it is, man. We out of here. <laughs>